Yeah, at this recent Rolling Loud, they actually added an age limit. Like, um, at least how old or... 18. Like, well, at oh, least wow. 18. At least 18, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was an age limit for, like, how old you could be. It's like, all right. Oh, no. Man, like, if you're, <laughs> if you're 30 years old, you do not belong here. Like... <laughs> It's like, grow the fuck up, man. Like, you're done with concerts. Like, I mainly go because I feel like it just keeps me young. Yo, you're old as fuck. God damn. It keeps me young. Dude, I, I think your job makes you feel old. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Because I'm 25 and I feel old doing this job. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to the Laced Up Podcast. Are we being trolled right now, Mike? What the fuck? Can I walk off right now? <laughs> Put that on a poster. Whoa. No, now it's just an all-star game right now. You're such a bully. You don't deserve LeBron James. All right, it's insane. And you deserve exactly what happened in Chicago over the past decade. <laughs> so how'd you and your ex girlfriend break that? <laughs> Bro! <laughs> Kidding. Was it because you were bad at basketball? Yeah. Yes! What's going on, guys? Flight Mike here. Welcome back to the Laced Up Podcast. I'm here with my boy, Get Like Coop. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a special treat for you today. Introducing my man, the Tan Superman. He's almost <laughs> at a million subscribers. My, one of my favorite YouTubers, Jamari. What's up, brother? What's going on, Mike? Good to finally talk to you, man. Yeah, really good to talk to you, man. It's... Uh, it's uh it's been a long time coming man yeah man thank y'all for taking my uh podcast virginity <laughs> this is your first pod yeah like not i mean i've ha i've done my own podcast but i've never done anyone else's so yeah yes, you, were uh, you yeah you were telling me you were trying to get into the podcasting game yeah yeah i mean i've done a couple podcasts with like different friends but i'm looking for like a more permanent co-host like in-person co-host yeah, uh, I believe it or not, man. Um, Get like Coop was actually the person that first introduced me to your content. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't yeah, know that. yeah, bro. Yeah. The, the algo was like showing you mad love. I was getting recommended your videos like left and right. I was like, "Fuck it, let's 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 just see what he's got." And like the first video I watched, I was like, "I don't know, like this is good shit." Like your videos are like chill to where like you could just watch them, and you could kind of watch them with anybody. You could be BSing. You could just throw it in the background. Like it's, it's it's good content, man. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah. I checked out all y'all's stuff last night. I was watching podcast clips. I mean, I, I see them sometimes. Like I watch y'all's um, clips channel sometimes, but I was really like watching like the OnlyFans one and shit, and fucking I was dying laughing. <laughs> so, what's your opinion on that? You think Flight Mike should should go for it or like what? Oh my god, no, no, man. no! I just, yeah, I'm the, just the the pro frontal. I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe so. Uh, how how big of a bag realistically would y'all need to to be showing your piece online? Damn. So is my face in it uh, as well as my piece, or is it just my piece? Uh, nah, it's everything. But but everything. the salary is guaranteed for five years. For five years? To yeah. be honest, man. To be honest, I don't think any amount of money would get me to show my piece online. <laughs> like I come from, I come from a very uh, 
like judgmental culture and community and just having pictures of me like and th this is nothing against people that do it you know um it's just uh having pictures of my piece out there on the internet like if there isn't already pictures of my piece out there on the internet already <laughs> um would just be wouldn't really be a good look for me for the rest of my life. I wouldn't want Mike Jr. to be like, hey, daddy, you're Johnson. On, on <laughs> like Mike Jr., you got the name planned out already, bro? <laughs> Mike Jr. <laughs> it's like a Nickelodeon show. So, like, with, with like that with that stuff, like, I don't know, bro. Like, I'm kind of sensitive. I can't even lie. Like, sometimes, like, you know, comments get to me on YouTube. So, I can't imagine, like, just having, like, my stuff out there and you know just having me out there like that and seeing like what everybody has to say like man i'd be broken down in like a week you know yeah maybe so man Shit. bro that, that, that i didn't even think about that part can you just imagine like you finally you know summon up the courage and you finally post your johnson online <laughs> and like you get a bunch of comments saying damn that's it like, <laughs> like i know people are making money though man people are making money i don't think it could be me but Oh yeah, the bags the bags are crazy. There's better ways to make bags on the internet too. I mean, yeah. um respectfully like I'm sure you've seen a lot of people like going the Twitch route. Have you seen like the just chatting section on Twitch? Mhm. Mm yeah. Yeah. Me, all, uh, all the all the lady streamers. Uh have you have you seen the uh the the ear microphone? Yeah, I've seen that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the, and the hot tub streams and all that. Yeah. Do, <laughs> do they still do the hot tub streams? Is that still a thing? I think so. I think there's a section for it. Hot tubs, pools. You know what? I'm proud ages. that I don't know that that's still a thing. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> that means the Twitch algo has found other people that enjoy that type of content. And that's good. <laughs> well, because you, Coop, you stream on Twitch, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Somewhat yeah, often? I stream, yeah, yeah, yeah. I stream on Twitch. Like, is, that, is that your main platform or it's YouTube? Nah, YouTube right now for sure. I want to get back going on Twitch though for sure. Because, I don't know, uh, me and Mike have been doing, like, content for, like, a long time. Uh, and we started off with, like, gaming content. And, like, we were in the Stone Ages, bro. Like, right now, <laughs> it's like, man, it's like the golden age of, like, content on Twitch. And people are getting crazy oh, yeah, bags, dude. crazy opportunities. I I'm sure you've seen, like, the, uh, I think, like, the gambling streams that everybody's everybody's doing they're getting like crazy money for that and honestly i think twitch is like the you the, the new youtube when it comes to gaming um yeah man a lot of yeah, opportunity out so, there for man. sure i think so yeah my friend uh Gidon, uh he's like always telling me like you're you gotta get on twitch you gotta get on twitch like, he said that like really helped his youtube career out like streaming every day because he's had some fucking viral moments on there already that uh got popping on youtube oh yeah I, I like the i like the idea of streaming i just i don't know if it could be like my primary source of income because like i like it as a supplement you know but i just i i also like i've always liked the idea of okay i could schedule content and take a step back if i need to um i know so many people that are like that feel the pressure of oh i gotta go live i gotta go live i gotta go live what do you so, mean, like content like I, from your Twitch stream? Um, no, just content. Like if it comes to strictly creating YouTube videos to like live streaming. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Uh, 
obviously, obviously the ideal situation would probably be a content strategy that has both, you know, that you stream on Twitch, that Twitch content becomes YouTube content, kind of like what Moist Critical does. And or like, uh, oh, yeah, uh, God, Fly damn. White, or like, you know, I'm pretty sure Jadeon kind of does the same. Or how do you say No, it? exactly. Yeah, he, he does J like uh, the same thing. Yeah, Jadeon. Uh, and, and so do like a lot of streamers now. You know, it reminds me of like the old Call of Duty days where people used to just play the game and just rip content from, you know, their stream <laughs> yeah, or, dude. you know, whatever they're doing is just upload it. No edits, just, just it. put it up, bro. Man, that's really a throwback old COD commentary. <laughs> I wish we could pull up a few of Flight Mike's COD videos right now. I wish we had that power. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was convinced he was going to be the next X-Jaws. Like, no joke. Like, my guy oh, was nasty been, with it. Y'all been doing it for that long? Yo, him, he's been doing it for that long. I'm I'm, I'm fairly new to the game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Man, Coop, stop. stop. <laughs> uh, no, we, we both started in, like, shit, was it, like, 2010? I think we both started yeah. in 2010. Yeah, man. And, uh... And like, it, it's been the way, the, whenever I tell people like I'm a full-time content creator, they're always like, oh, you're so lucky, it's so easy. And I'm like, nah, man, there was like a whole 10 year stretch where I was making like $500 a month. And like, <laughs> my, my, my parents were like saying, Mike, you're in your like 20s, like go make something out of your life. And I'm like, nah, you guys don't understand. This is what I wanna do, this is the future, like, all my friends were like, you're obsessed with YouTube. You're a little delusional. Like it was a whole, it was a whole process to get to this point. And it wasn't until I gave up and went to dental school and saw all of my friends like recording content. And instead of studying like dentistry, I started studying YouTube a little bit more that I finally came back. I'm like, oh, this is what I need to do. And, you know, thankfully it worked out. I couldn't imagine being a dentist. Yeah. I mean, was there like a first check that you got from YouTube where you like, or even like a first payday where you're like, damn, like uh, this could really be a full time job. Like it's not just me fucking around anymore, like with my microphone and computer. So I knew it could get to that point. Um, I remember I think it was like something like June of 2019. I was still like I, I dropped out of uh, dental school. I came back home. I, my family convinced me to go into nursing school which, you know, they're like, yeah, you can make like a solid like 100K a year. You should go to nursing school. And I was very much like the type of guy that's like, all right, I want to be greater than average. So let me try nursing school. Let me try YouTube. Let me try real estate. Whichever pops off is what I'll do. And then I remember that June um, I was doing my nursing school classes and I got like a check from YouTube AdSense for something like $6,000 you know, part-time. And I'm like, I look at my brother, I'm like, yo, dude, look, $6,000 part-time work. And he like looked at me, he's like, okay, if you're making $6,000 off of part-time work, then you need to go full-time into this. Like, this is like, you don't need to be a genius to figure out that's what needs to happen. And after that, like, uh, I kept continuing. I had a really good summer. And, uh, then by that October, it kind of became apparent like, yo, you're an idiot if you keep doing school while also like kind of half-assing this great opportunity in front of you to do social media. And that's how I eventually jumped into doing what I do full time. How did you really get into like making the, the style of content that you make? And is it hard to like keep up with? Because like there's like just 
in the internet on the internet there's just like a bunch of news going around and in circulation like how do you pick out topics where you're like oh they're gonna love this one yeah so at this point uh like it, it gets different every year like i'm sure if you ask me the same question next year i'll have a different answer for you but um last year i was making still a lot of content of like tlc and like reviewing tv shows and stuff like that but like man that was like running so stale because like there's only so many things you can say about you know my strange addiction or a thousand pound sisters or whatever the whatever it is and so i started making more like videos that would be considered more relevant and uh after that that was when like maybe like a two videos hit like a million views about dan bilzerian and that was like okay like i kind of understood like what i needed to do so then i just started leaning into more of that content and nowadays it's like sometimes i'll see something trending or i'll like just see a story and i'm like oh yeah automatic a lot of you video yeah definitely have you seen like the 90 day fiance stuff yeah yeah oh that used to pull Bro, a lot of you oh my i'm God. sure it still does Bro, people made complete channels off of that, and they <laughs> ran with it. Ed, uh, I think oh, that was yeah, the bro. name of the short dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, bro that, was a gold mine. He was that content. Was a gold mine. Um, and one of the people off of the shows, I think Ed's girlfriend at the time, actually made a channel rose, and I think she was doing pretty good last time Popping. I checked too. Yeah, every everybody off of like those reality shows now, they're like booming on IG and YouTube. Like the cloud is real. Okay. Might need yeah, to I, I have a I have a friend named uh, or like a dude I know on here named Saucerholic, and he's like his whole channel is 90 Day Fiance. I might need to check him out. Not like I watch it like that or nothing, but you know, I I, I need to check that out for sure. Yeah, and he'll get a couple hundred thousand views a video if he if he wanted to, like, he'll, cause he'll only make like one or two videos a month. But if he wanted to, this guy could be crushing. But I think that about a lot of people on YouTube, like. Man, you could be crushing if you did this or that, but, you know, Yo, whatever. This guy's AVs, I mean, not AVs, this guy's uh, thumbnails are fire. Yeah, yeah, like, his commentary is very similar to, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, old Swoozy videos. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, he, you, he's very, I, I think he's very inspired by him. Me and him were supposed to do a podcast at one time, like, a couple years back, but it never materialized. So, look, man... <laughs> <laughs> honestly like jamari if you watch this pod decently like before i used to be the proud laker fan we're gonna win now i'm like the laughing stock of this entire podcast for being a laker fan because yeah, i noticed that because like, i know y'all be going at each other you and uh and the other mike over like bulls lakers it wasn't supposed to be like this man like the bulls weren't supposed to be a great team and like the lakers weren't supposed to be well i guess they were the Pelicans were definitely not supposed to be what they are right <laughs> what now. What did I but... even do to deserve that? I was I was drinking water and you got a Pelican shot in there. Bro, all I know is you got like the next coming of like LeBron James apparently and he's eating himself out of the NBA. How is that our fault? How is that what does that have to do with us? I can I I can't control what he eats, Mike. But what do you think about that one picture of him with a fan where he looks fit? Yeah. I mean, bro, like, you know, you wear a black shirt and you could convince everyone you're, uh, you're in shape. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's like a comment. So you taking shots at you and Jamari right now or like what? What's going on? But have you, I'm just saying, have you ever seen me wear a light colored shirt to the podcast? There's a reason for that, bro. Like every time I wear like a, every time I wear like the light blue laced up shirt, I get like a, 
<laughs> I, get, I, I, I don't even look at the comment section then, but <laughs> so, Yo. all right. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say for, no, nah, it was good. It was going to be a mean joke. You know what? I'm not even going to say it. It was a mean joke. No, it say, it. say it. It was off base. No, I had no right. <laughs> I had no right. I'm, I'm, I'm policing myself right now. I had no right to think what I was thinking, Mike. You know, I got love for you. So I'm not even going to say it, but about that picture man i don't know like i was torn like i actually had a tweet that banged for me the other day on the zion williamson situation you know admittedly uh you know i was a little I was, I was a little emotional and i let out a tweet i said i believe in willie green in the future and i believe in zion williamson doubt him if you want uh i know he's coming back better than ever and i was actually going to delete that tweet but it got like traction so i was like oh okay uh I hope everybody knows that I don't really agree with this like that anymore. Um, <laughs> so there, there was a report that came out that I just can't believe. And it was that Zion Williamson has had a LeBron-like work ethic ever since the injury. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but like, I, no, it's I just hard it. to believe. Like, I saw the opposite. I, yeah, I saw, I saw like, that too. Uh, like I saw he's been sleeping through uh, like practices and he's been skipping rehab workouts. <laughs> I don't know what to believe. <laughs> exactly. So when I saw that he was sleeping through practices I was, or, or film sessions, I was like, yo, like this ain't this ain't it, man. This can't be life. Like if I'm a Pelicans player, I don't want nobody that's like not trying, not don't even care enough to get themselves in shape when I'm busting my ass. That's just me, though. And I think that's actually a believable report because Zion did sleep at like fall asleep at a Pelicans game before. I don't know if you remember that clip. Mike, I actually think you favorited my tweet on that clip where he's like falling yeah. asleep at a Pelicans game. So, yeah, um, if he would have said something like an Anthony Davis type of work ethic, I would have believed it. Um, you know, maybe Damian Lillard, but like LeBron has like he's one of the hardest working individuals in the league. Like we, we like, like uh, that's just hard to believe, man. I I saw something that said um, in his first three seasons, Zion Williamson played eighty five games, and then uh, like right next to it was a graphic of like in his first three seasons, Greg Oden played eighty two games, and I was like, ah, that's tough, man. Because, like, Greg Oden, like, we're, we're all old enough to remember, like, Greg Oden, back in the day, we were looking at him and we're like, wow, this guy's the next coming of Shaq. Drafting Greg Oden, like, a lot of people don't realize this now, but in 2007, drafting Greg Oden number one over Kevin Durant was like a no-brainer. You know, it was like, yeah, duh, you're taking the next coming of Shaq over Kevin Durant. So, so it's just there's no, there's no scenario in which, I don't know, I, it's, it's hard for me to blame the Pelicans here um because you know you just you just never know with with things like this sometimes it's hard to judge a player's work ethic we look at zion's highlights in college he looks like a completely different person i can't yeah. even bro i looked at his college highlights the other day and i almost like shed a tear i was like yo he used to look <laughs> like this for real like you kidding me and that's not to say he ain't been good in the nba but just like in college high school he was a different beast honestly i'm surprised you haven't made a video on the zion williamson stuff yet jamari is that something that's even yeah. like been on your radar? Because I know you've seen the pictures. Yeah, I mean, some I think about covering more sports content sometimes, but at the same time, I just I don't know how it really perform on the channel. I and saw you, you got a banger off of Jackson Mahomes though. Oh yeah, a couple bangers. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it has to be more like 
in relation to sports. I don't know if it can actually be like they want to see me like breaking down, you know, what I think about about Zion and stuff. Because I know Mike, like, man, Mike's made a ton of videos going at Zion, bro. And I, I, I like Zion. I like Zion a lot, bro. I like I last year I was saying how I think Zion's gonna be like the number one player in the league in like five years. Bro, I'm I'm right there with you. You know what? I still believe in Zion. I take it back. That tweet I tweeted. If as long as he believes in us, because you know New Orleans sports, it's really hard to find players that want to stay there right now. Yeah. And so if he believes in us, I believe in him. I don't know if he believes in us. And um, you know something's definitely going to have to change going forward. Where it, whether it be his diet, his commitment, his work ethic, um, you know. So Mike, what what are your closing thoughts on the Zion Williamson situation? Honestly, I'm really happy that I, I just hope that this becomes a clip on the uh, on the podcast channel because Tom has been crushing the thumbnail game for Zion is fat content lately. Oh, he, <laughs> so he's yeah. he's responsible for those thumbs. Yeah, that's the that's the guy yeah, right the, there. The dude, on, the dude on the bike is Tom. Like it ain't me. Yeah, those pictures be doing Zion crazy. <laughs> Bro, the one of him on the bike is ridiculous. Like. No, um, you, been going crazy mike i won't lie bro but i mean, I, won't, I, but, I but you haven't received a lot of like negative backlash from it right so it must be like a general consensus thing that people think he's kind of being lazy i mean like i try to remain objective in the analysis and at the end of the day we're all on team we want zion to come back and to dominate sure, the nba because that's what's good for the nba it's just like one of those bizarre situations like do you uh do you know the markel fold situation with his jump shot jamari yeah 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 so it's it's very similar to that only like i'd say slightly less bizarre because you have a player that was like looking like an incredible freak athlete and then he gets drafted and then all of a sudden like he's having weight issues it's just very I don't know, very random. I don't know if it's as a result of him growing or developing fully or what it is, but hopefully he makes it back. Uh, hopefully he makes it back, man. That's my so closing. I, I will say it. this. I think this, I, I, I think the joke sucks sometimes, especially when they're in person, you know, sometimes, you know, there, there's a funny joke every here and now, but you know, I can only imagine, like I said, I'd be on YouTube and you know, sometimes comments get to me. Um, I'm sure you guys have thicker skin than me, but you know, sometimes I see these comments and I'm like, damn bro. Like, um, you know, it's hard to please everybody, though, at the end of the day. And, you know, being in the public light like that and constantly have people talk down on you, like, that's a tough situation. So I definitely do feel for Zion Williamson. But at the same time, when you compare this to, like, what happened with Ben Simmons, it's apples to oranges. But, you know, people kind of let Ben Simmons slide without shooting for, like, the first, I don't know, six, seven, eight, however many years of his career. And now we're here to where, you know, he's not showing up for the team you know he's got things off the court going on and it's just a whole mess for the philadelphia 76ers so while i do think what's going on with zion sucks in the public eye hopefully he uses this as, as motivation because that's what a lot of the great players would do kobe bryant michael jordan you know you could compliment mike and mike gonna be like what did you say about me bro you're gonna use that as motivation to try to get to the next level so while we're talking about ben simmons Jake L. Fisher has reported the trio of LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook simply hasn't blended as well as the Lakers figured. Los Angeles has held internal discussions on trade scenarios for Russell Westbrook, and we have heard that they are also interested 
and Ben Simmons. What are you feeling about that, Mike? So it's kind of funny because the reason we're in this situation is LeBron James. You know, it's not Rob Palinka playing general manager anymore. It's LeBron freaking James. Like only LeBron James would like look at Russell Westbrook and say, hey, you know, let's trade KCP, Montrez Harrell, Kyle Kuzma. Screw our spacing. You know, hey, screw the fact that Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony were a remarkable combination with each other in Oklahoma City. Let's get Russell Westbrook on the team. You know, I don't care if he has the, one of the worst contracts in the NBA. So then we bring on, we bring on Russell Westbrook. I don't know if you remember, like two to three weeks ago, there were rumors about like Frank Vogel getting fired um, in favor of David Fisdale. Who the who do you think was behind that crap too? LeBron, you know, like who the hell looks at David Fisdale and's like, yes, you're the guy that's going to lead us to a championship, LeBron. So like right now, I'm looking at the situation, and first of all, I'm going to defend Russ here. He's shooting 32% from three. That's like his fourth highest uh, three point percentage in his entire career. Anthony Davis is the one that's performing horribly so far, and I don't even know why. Um, that's a different, that's like a completely different topic, but I don't think Russ, like, I do think Russ is the problem. And I do think it's one of those situations where they just have to play through it and get together. But like looking at this and say, and just imagine LeBron saying, okay, it's not working out with Russell Westbrook. Let's bring another person in from clutch sports that probably won't fit with us offensively, but you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. Just seems very typical of LeBron to so, do so. What you're saying is you don't think that Russell, you you don't think that Ben Simmons would be a better fit than Russell Westbrook. Um, he'll he'll make our offense worse and our defense better. So that's overall plus or oh. negative going to Ben Simmons. How you feel? That's a tough question. I think I think net negative. Net negative. In my opinion, because you're um, gonna have to figure out how to you know yeah. have those pieces work together so what i got from this is that uh palenka has to think that daryl Morey is an idiot is an idiot um there's i don't think there's a scenario and if this happens you know play this clip we could come back to this i don't think there's a scenario in which russell westbrook gets traded for ben simmons but of course i wasn't entirely sure that russell westbrook was even going to get traded to los angeles in the first place and look at where we are now so I think when it comes to Ben Simmons, I think the Philadelphia 76ers will want no part of that Russell Westbrook contract. I think they're going to want a young player. And, you know, a name that I've seen that's been getting bounced around a lot is Talon Horton Tucker. Uh, THT, is, THT is a good player. And I think he's actually one of those guys that if he gets traded, that, you know, he starts to kind of go off elsewhere, depending on the team that he goes to. Uh, I, I like Taylor Horton Tucker's talent a lot, Mike. I mean, I don't think uh, just com uh, commenting on what you said earlier about the Lakers trading for Ben Simmons, it wouldn't be a straight up swap. Um, the, ath the athletic article like suggested that the Sixers are trying to engage multiple teams and do like three team trade scenarios in order to trade Ben Simmons. I still so can't. I still can't see that. Any neither, trade that has neither. Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook in it, I don't see happening. But I don't either. At the same time, um, weirder things have happened and I don't know if they have. But I, I yeah, weirder sure. Weirder, weirder things have happened in the NBA. I mean, 
yeah, I mean, the Pau Gasol trade was very one-sided, so I've seen crazier stuff. Wasn't Mark Gasol in that <clears throat> trade? Yeah, but back then, we didn't know Mark Gasol was Mark Gasol. But he, he still became Mark Gasol at the end of the day. Yeah, fair. Very fair. Um, I personally don't think this trade's going to happen. Like, I think the Lakers are more likely to trade for Jeremy Grant, and I don't think that's going to solve anything either. I think who the issue... You, who could you see the Lakers giving up for Jeremy Grant? That's my issue. Like, I don't understand what the Lakers are doing in these trade rumors to begin with. It's like, you don't have a, a first-round draft pick until 2027, I believe. And then you don't you don't really have anyone that you could trade. No one wants. I mean, I guess some teams will want Russell Westbrook. Like I could imagine Russell Westbrook to the Kings being a thing. You know, I could imagine Russell Westbrook to like one of those teams that have just been horrible and like losing for years that just want something to be excited about being a thing. Um, especially because the Kings don't really value Buddy Heald and Marvin Bagley that much. So I could see that. But I can't see like Russell Westbrook for like a star or for like Ben Simmons. I could see Ben Simmons for CJ McCollum, but apparently the 76ers don't want CJ McCollum. Um, But Damian Lillard wants Ben Simmons. It's like a gigantic like puzzle. It's like Ben Simmons and Ben Simmons and LeBron and AD have the same agency. Uh, uh, Damian Lillard wants Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons doesn't want to play for Philly. Philly's doing fine without Ben Simmons. Like it's it's probably definitely one of the more um, captivating uh, trade deadlines we've seen uh, for quite some time. I don't I don't know what the solution is for the Lakers. I would just say at this point, like you have Russ. Um, if you could trade for some, uh, some like youth, that would be great. But mm, we have like a less than 3% chance of making it to the NBA finals. I think that all starts with Anthony Davis. If you ask me, I don't think trading anyone is necessarily the answer here. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, I'll never be mad at teams, you know, acquiring talent or, you know, trying to improve their current outlook or their future outlook speaking of teams trying to do that we have the indiana pacers over here trying to liquidate every asset they have reportedly uh, because rick carlisle actually says that he met with the team and made it clear that they want to win with the team that they have this team was put together with the idea that this team could work and so far it has not been working to the best degree and then we had miles turner come out and say it's clear that i'm not valued as anything more than a glorified role player here and i want something more more opportunity i'm not valued as more than anything than a rotational role player and i hold myself to a higher standard than that i'm just trying to imagine getting like it's kind of like you guys ever see wolf of wall street where you know, um, Leonard, like the honorable Jordan Belfort, who is a motivational speaker nowadays, by the way, um, <laughs> walks in, uh, young Jordan Belfort walks into, I think it was LR something, something Rothschild. I forgot the name of the, uh, the investment bank. And on the very first day, like they go under and like everything like it was his dream job, a dream job and everything goes to shit. Market uh, crashes and now he's like jobless. I'm kind of imagining that's what happened to like the Pacers head coach where he's like, yeah, 
Like, fuck coaching Luka Doncic, you know? Like, I don't want to coach this guy. Him and Kristaps Porzingis are not it. Like, they're not going to get to, they're not going to work out well together. I'm going to go and coach like a up and coming team with a bunch of young talent like the Pacers. And then he goes there and the Pacers are like, yeah, we're thinking of blowing it all up. <laughs> like, after, <laughs> it's like, that's got to be, that's got to be an awful feeling if you're the coach. Um, if, I actually like what the Pacers are doing because they clearly see there's a lot of talent that could be had and they definitely are probably the most asset rich team like Miles Turner probably one of the is probably a center that could fit on almost any team in the NBA you know Demata Sabonis incredibly unfortunately underrated Karis LeVert could get is like a walking bucket I'd assume Malcolm Brogdon's included in this because well if you're blowing it up you're blowing it up um, I so, do ask. Uh, I'm sorry. I definitely cut you off there. I have a question for I you guys. I talk a lot. It's fine. Uh, no, don't do that. <laughs> I, see, now you make me look like the bad guy. Yeah, you're, you are a bit. You are a bit of a bad guy. I'm just. I'm, I'm a Pelicans fan. I'm down bad. I'm not the bad guy, man. <laughs> if, if you guys could play for any team in the NBA. Um, rosters not considered. We're just talking strictly location. What are you guys thinking? Where would you want to play basketball? Any city, your choice. Uh, I don't know, man. Mike, I mean, I guess, I guess, probably Los Angeles. Should if I'm gonna be an NBA, if I'm gonna be an NBA player, you're one of those LA guys, man. And like everything that no. comes with being an NBA player, I mean, maybe, man. Probably, probably San Antonio. San Antonio. Yeah, That's because <laughs> let, let's 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 be honest, man. Like, if you see okay. me play basketball, I'm ass. I'm horrible, you know. But like, if you if you put me, I don't know what what's so funny about this. Like, you see my one v one against flight. Like, it's it's obvious. Like, I'm I'm a horrible basketball player. I'm good at other stuff, you know. I make content. I lift weights, you know. I, I I'm good at I'm good at specific things. Basketball is not one of them. So. If I am like playing for the Lakers every single day, like people are going to be just saying I'm a horrible human being and I have these weird outfits. And That's everything. one thing about Lakers fans. You guys do that. Everybody no, loves Lakers players. No, no, no. I'm saying everybody loves Lakers players when they're winning at the second <sighs> y'all like y'all sniff that y'all might be a little bit of ass. Everybody starts going under the bus. I don't know what you're talking about. That's you 100%. have no idea. Nah, that is true, bro. Even <laughs> as a casual so, fan, I know that's true. That's so I I, true, bro. It's like it's I don't like do that it's shit. like being a Cowboys fan, bro. Are you a Cowboys fan too? Am I? Yeah, bro. Oh I'm, yeah. You know, I'm from Texas. Yeah. We're, oh wow, we're all from Texas, Loki. Yeah. yeah. Some of us kept our fandoms in Texas and others, you know, they kind of betrayed us. But. Yeah, like well, yeah, I'm a San Antonio Spurs fan, like for life you know so <laughs> like when i when i have a fucking my career and shit i go with the spurs but thinking like logistically about where i would want a career probably in los angeles because you're probably gonna make god so much more money from endorsements so just yeah, forget the hometown about- that's what you're saying you're saying forget san antonio they they put on for Texas put on for you. You one of those guys that just leaves everything behind. It's like, I'm yo, give me hey, the for LA. The, for the right amount of money, I'm going to have to, man. No. Bro, you're, bro, for those endorsements. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy paying federal income tax, bro. Like That is true, too. LA that is, is true. That is true. 
see what that like, like. Yeah, I don't know. What about you, Coop? You going with the uh, New Orleans? I no. <laughs> yeah, I should have saw that coming. Um, no. I love you, Pelicans fans. Uh, you know that. I don't even got to say that. What's what's understood don't got to be said. So, uh, I don't know though. That's a good question. I see why it was so hard for you guys. I don't. I wouldn't want to go to Los Angeles just because there's so much traffic. There's so much going on, and I've. I said this to Mike the other day. I saw reports that LA is uh, getting a little bit worse. You know, a and bit. I saw. Yeah, uh, you, you can live here for free, bro. What are you talking about? Live on the streets? <laughs> you know, like I, I, I saw. I, I'm like, not kidding. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Remember that report off, I sent you where they were like Los Angeles is like the, the one of the police chiefs or something was like it's like a purge over there or something. That's mm-hmm. probably like the craziest report I've ever seen. Uh, coming from a police chief about like a major city i was like that's that's crazy bro and yeah uh, it, it it's uh you know it's it's in a situation where like la has always been like you know help uh help the middle class and uh you know just uh kind of uh take uh kind of like robin hood take money out of the uh the like rich pocket put in the poor but it's gone to like a really tough situation where like homelessness is on, is on the rise apparently other states are sending their homeless to us <laughs> um, uh, yeah, homelessness uh, cry- is actually on the rise like I, I i don't know austin's gotten really bad too i don't know if that's just like really? with those cities that have like a high uh that, that cost a lot to live in or whatever but yeah austin is terrible like uh you know there, there definitely needs to be something done about like what's going on in austin man it's really it's really bad over there i guess like big tech and you know the the cost of living is going up it's driving out yeah. the middle class and all that yeah man Ten- it's rough tenants don't need to pay tenants don't need to pay rent like uh they don't straight up so um, looking back at like the teams bro ah oh, man like what's like the best city uh, maybe toronto but then again I, i'm not good with cold weather i don't know how to drive in the snow jamar you said you're from texas did you guys have that freeze yeah dude yeah i live right near austin so yeah i know about the homeless bro like it is a real problem you you didn't have to go through that like bad freeze that uh you oh know? yeah dude yeah we had no electricity for like i don't know four or five days maybe no electricity no water it was it was crazy bro because then you really start thinking like damn we ain't shit without electricity hey, for real you take so much for granted man we ain't it shit, was bro. it was I could a- barely drive down the street because nobody we don't have snow could. tires or nothing here so nobody could nobody here there were actually like a lot of wrecks here because people not are not used to driving and and hey, where do you live in in houston yeah i'm in houston right now so i'm yeah, not gonna it, lie it was all messed up out here bro i'm not gonna lie i put my hazard lights on and i was and i was i was i was scared when i was driving i was like this this cannot be it bro uh it, <laughs> Yeah, it was it, it was it was ugly, man. Yeah, that was a terrible time. I remember like a month before that it snowed and everyone was like having fun and like happy and then like it froze and we were like, oh fuck. Do you have any gold diggers in Texas or is that only an LA thing? Do you have any Britney Renners up in there? So look, are we sure Britney Renners a uh, gold digger? Like I don't know the full story, so you know I I, I can use a little bit bit of context on the situation. Bro, um I'm starting to think that like the way she popped off was probably like a paid ad from her team. 
because like the way this all started was a rumor that um, PJ Washington, you know, the role player on the Hornets, um, owed two hundred thousand dollars to her in child support. Yeah, money. that was the big headline, definitely. Yeah, and like there were so many problems. I remember when I was covering the story, there were so many holes in that story. Like for one, they were never married. You know, like some people said, like Brittany Renner was his wife. They were never married. It was just these two got together, had a kid. One week after having the kid, Brittany Renner dipped, you know, and it was I guess it was the timing of it all that just uh, and the fact that there was the 200K a month headline that just blew up her reputation as a gold digger. And she just took that shit and ran. But have you seen, I mean, have you watched like her rebuttal now? Because I, I know we're like months removed away from those headlines, but now she's like saying like, that's all like bullshit. And that, I mean, her story is, is convincing. That's I what I was about to that. say. Uh, what, I think I saw your video on it, Jamari. And uh, like, I was like, hey, it sounds good. Like what she's saying. Well, I mean, with some of these, with some of these women on here, I feel like a lot of times, man, like I'll cover them and then eventually like. I end up more on their side because the NBA players just, I mean, they'd be doing dumb shit, man, <laughs> to be honest with you. Like, I don't know. Her her side of the story is basically that, you know, she wanted to stay, that this dude wouldn't stop cheating. You know, she alludes to the idea that he wouldn't stop cheating. And uh, there she was, like, pregnant, like, what the fuck? Why don't you just, like, chill out? And, I mean, what do you expect, though, out of, like, I mean, I know this ain't going to be everyone, but what do you expect out of a guy? How old is he? 22 years old? And he, like, just amassed everything he wanted to accomplish? Yeah, that's that's true. So. I, uh, this is going to sound, like, really shitty of me to say, but, like, there's one stereotype. And Coop and Mike got on me for this before. But, like, I, I hardcore believe in this stereotype where, like, a basketball player would be more susceptible to cheating than the average person. And that's because they're constantly on the road. They're barely at home. And like Mike and Coop killed me for this. I don't, know, especially I don't remember killing you for this. this you you guys definitely killed. But you mean more than another professional athlete? No, just more than the average human being. Oh, well, like, I think so, I think any uh, professional athlete is going to be prone to to having those to having those options because they're traveling all the time you know different cities they can kind of keep it more under wraps than if I'm, you're staying in the yeah, same place you I know mean, guys cheat all the time though like this is crazy in at general the same yeah time. yeah like guys are like guys are bad sometimes a lot of times it, you know so i mean <laughs> so, i don't know like I, I love how this is presented it's like ah boys will be boys you know <laughs> oh, no, i'm not saying boys will be boys that's not what i'm saying at all i'm just saying that guys in general are being bad i don't know if that changes more or less when you make it to the nba that's what i'm trying to say man i got i got love for my basketball players man i used to hoop I mean, so, I'm know, sure I, I, you're just presented with many opportunities to do bad, you know. But the opportunities <laughs> also may hurt you a little more. Like, you may have a little more at stake at the same time. Oh, 100%. Also, yeah. But 100%. also, yeah, that hasn't seemed to matter in a lot of cases. Uh, it, it's crazy, though. It's like, it, it kind of blows my mind that, like, the athletes don't really learn their lesson after seeing like repeats of the same story over and over again you know like in pj washington's situation like first of all whenever i see britney renner talk it seems like 
it's very, it's very incoherent. You know, it seems like she's just saying one thing after another, after another, after another. And she's like, okay, hopefully one of these takes off and like clears my name. You know, I don't know how recent she said like the cheating stuff, but if she let off with that in the very beginning, then I don't think anyone would be on her as bad. But then no, like but the way she, yeah, the way she went about no, it she, was. Yeah, she, she relishes in being the villain. I mean, that's. Yeah. That's 100% it's like, the truth. It's like, I'm the villain, yes. And then she like cries about being the villain. She's like, oh, guys, I'm not that bad. But, and then, But oh, do y'all also like, think that PJ is like playing up to like get sympathy too? Because I think he also plays the victim as much as she, like the more I get look into the situation, the more I'm like, yeah, this dude loves to be like the victim and she loves to be the villain. And that's really just is what it is. I think they're both equally like idiotic, to be yeah. honest, uh, <laughs> which is what makes this so which is what makes it so like fascinating. Um, I think the story is bizarre. Like this one woman who how old was she when she was going to PJ Washington's games when PJ Washington was like 19? Was she like 26, 27? I think she was about 26 or 27 years old. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're going to this 19 year old's game and then. You know, <laughs> have a child with them. One week later, you're out. You know, like you don't even wait to see if fatherhood changes him at all. It's just like, nah, at this, I had your kid later. This video of you like years ago saying just sleep with an athlete. They're really dumb. You'll have a check for life uh, comes out. Like, I mean, I think uh, one thing that a lot of people don't realize is uh, with fame, there, there, there comes a lot of like bad stuff with fame, which is one, you're going to be verbally assaulted by the masses. You know, you're going to have people that love you. Some women may look at Britney Renner and say like, yeah, you go girl, way to, you know, way to know your worth and get the bag and dip. And some people would like curse her and say you're a horrible human being, a whore, stuff like that. Um, and I think that just comes with every profession. Like when you blow up on YouTube, like at um, at first you'll get like a bunch of love comments saying, hey, you're crushing it, love your content. And then there's that one comment saying, wow, this is clickbait garbage, you piece of crap. I didn't get the point of this video. I'm unsubscribing, you know? So I feel like in any industry you'd get that. And that just comes with the territory. I feel like if she could do it all again, she'd do the exact same thing though. Yeah, I think so. I think it has definitely helped her brand. I didn't know who she was before this, but I know she has been like, um, uh, I guess a public figure for doing this type of stuff for starting with like Colin Kaepernick and stuff like that. So, oh, it's, it's been fun. Yeah, bro. Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, this, this goes Z-Bert, back like 10 like, years. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know that. I had no, I, I had no idea that she had like this type of reputation. Yeah, I no, didn't like, even know who she was until the like mike said the headline the two hundred fifty thousand yeah, dollars i'll give it to you i heard her name a lot but I, I thought she was just like maybe like a clouded ig chick or you just like you know like one of those uh I think girls that, is, that... that is pretty much what she was oh. yeah like an ig model but now it's like gotten taken to like a different level of influence i i saw somewhere where she said she wants to be like the next wendy williams which i'm like i think that's super far-fetched like what why wendy williams yeah what is- she wants to like star an exposed podcast oh no yeah yeah oh yeah. no 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 i honestly well, it's, all, it's like- all lies on hers on her right now so yeah that's true she probably dang 
she needs to go on like call her daddy or something like that and then like like that would I'm be crazy impressed. that would be crazy. i'm really impressed though like she has been riding this like clout wave and i think you said this in one of your videos bro and i agree like it's incredible how long she sustained relevance from something that's oh, yeah. like six months old like it's yeah. very very i mean with these but... with these types of women like with larsa pippen eventually you have to just like give them their credit because it's like like people even say like kim kardashian is not talented but i'm like staying relevant is such like a big talent like i don't think people really understand like and she's making hundreds of millions of dollars off of just like being herself it, like i've i've actually studied some of the stuff kim kardashian does and it's like crazy when you see people like you see celebrities in the past be placed in the same situation as her and completely crumble like britney spears she completely crumbled with paparazzis coming and consistently picture taking pictures of her in kim kardashian's situation she's like all right i'm gonna be here at this time at this point you are to submit all your pictures to me i will tell you when you can release them you're gonna get a bag they're gonna be photoshop edited so i look really good larsa pippen's situation i think is uh completely different though well i think uh, like to me, someone like Kim Kardashian, their whole family is very, very calculated. Everything they do is like for PR, like even like, you know, all this stuff with Kanye recently and Pete Davidson and all that. But I think these other people are more just like, okay, like my name isn't as hot. I got to do something right now to like get my name popping again. And that's like their mentality. I think someone with like that billion dollar empire, that's like different. Like I do agree with that. It's it's really funny like i wish i was in the kardashian meeting where like kylie and travis and kim and chris were all like together and say all right guys travis is like getting destroyed because of what happened to Astro oh, world kim i need yeah. you kim i need you to like go to a park with pete davidson hold his hand so people <laughs> could be focused on your new relationship for a little bit and uh, maybe like travis won't be as trending as much which he is i don't know if you guys saw that latest interview but but, yeah, uh, that, that 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 Travis situation is just a, it's a mess, bro. I still can't believe you went. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't believe you were there. Yeah, yeah, it, I watched y'all's clip. Yeah, crazy, bro. Like, just like I can't believe I went either. Honestly, like when I was looking at, like you know, we we're supposed to go to Rolling Loud. When I was looking at um the pictures and the videos videos from Rolling Loud, my girl was like, "Hey, like." that looks scary and i'm like yeah like it, it <laughs> does PTSD. Like, you know like yeah. yeah so like well i saw y'all's clip and you said something that uh coop said something that i was like man like that's exactly how i feel like you're like yeah we like to like hang out more near the back like i don't know if that was always true for you but the older i got the more i was like i'm just in the back bro like I'm not trying to be surrounded by thousands of people jumping up and down and shoving each other and doing all this shit. Yeah, um, and don't get me wrong, like, you know, I get it. I get wanting to be near, be near the front. I get trying to get your money's worth. But, like, at the end of the day, I like to chill, man. You know, um, I like, I don't know if you've ever been to, like, the House of Blues in Houston. Like, that's my type of venue. You know, it's, 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 it's big enough, not too big. You don't got to worry about, like, an crazy amount of people being like in your direct vicinity um you know i don't know man that's but just, I, that's just... I know mike mike you're like the opposite though right like you like to like get oh, in yeah. there and like be this guy's a be, raver he's hardcore ra yeah raven that's what it's called yeah I, i'm not into not the anymore. edm edm not stuff anymore. 
It ruined anymore. it for you? Really? No, uh, like, no, I love going to raves. I just don't like uh, going to the front, you know, like uh. I and even then, like the last time I went to a rave, like, bro, I'm I'm 28, you know, like <laughs> I, I need to take I need to take breaks. I need to sit down. I need to yeah. Red Bull every like two to three hours. I have like Rice Krispie treats so I can get instant carbs like. <laughs> yeah, bro, I drink an insane I, amount of water. So like I got to be by a water station. I got to have water coming to me like consistently. Um, I, yeah, like, yeah. I felt you on that, bro. I was like, nah. Like, I'm, I'm the same way, man. Like, if there's not a seat, a seated section at a concert or like whatever it is, I'm not gonna go. I just don't yeah. go anymore. When I was younger, I, I, though, I liked it. Like, I liked like being among amongst the crowd atmosphere or whatnot. But I don't know. The older I get, the more I don't know. I don't, I don't like big crowds in general and shit. Yeah, this recent honest, Rolling Loud, they actually added an age limit. Which was oh, yeah, I saw that. a good move. Yeah. Like, um, at least how old or... Like, 18. What, at oh, least wow. 18. At least 18, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was an age limit for, like, how old you could be. It's like, all right, oh, dickhead. No. Like, if you're, <laughs> if you're 30 years old, you do not belong here. Like, <laughs> it's like, grow the fuck up, man. Like, you're done with concerts. Like. So, Mike, is there ever... Are you ever going to be at an age where you just stop concerting altogether? Stop, stop festivaling? To be honest, like I, uh, I've been going to less and when I do go, I mainly go because I feel like it just keeps me young, you know, but as I, Yo, do, you're old like, as it, fuck. God damn. Like, it keeps like, me young. No, like, wait, how old, how like, old are you again? Me? I'm 28. Okay. And Coop, how old are you? I'm, I'm 29, but him saying it keeps me young is some crazy stuff. Yeah, bro. What do you mean, like you're not that it old? It keeps me young, bro. You're not. I mean, that... bro, like, like you know, jumping up and down and like headbanging and stuff like that. Um, like I just don't know if I have it in me anymore. Like you really got the Achilles also... that I deserve, man. <laughs> Dude, I, I think your uh, job makes you feel old. Yeah, maybe that's I, what it is. I think it I, I'm too. 25 and I feel old doing this job. <laughs> Yo, because Loki? like sometimes you're the. <laughs> Like yeah, go low ahead, key, go ahead. bro, for real. So do you, do you guys like have like any plans on what you might want to do like after YouTube? Uh, I think about it all the time, bro. I mean, I don't know how much y'all, how much thought y'all put into it, but I mean, I'm gonna ride it till till I really like pause can no more. But um, you know, I don't know. Like I, I probably just own my own business, some type of business. I'd probably get into flipping houses. Oh, you're gonna be yeah, one of those guys like that, man. Yeah, I have confidence. I have a lot of confidence in myself for being able to maintain relevance for quite some time. Because uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to sound like cocky, but I feel like I've paid my dues. You know, the like, what is it, the one thousand hour rule, the ten thousand hour rule? You know, where yeah. if you study, like, I feel like I put in my ten thousand. Well, yeah, hours I mean, I'm not I saying that that like, man, no one's gonna fall off tomorrow. I'm just saying like, realistically, because you know, I mean, tomorrow we could wake up and YouTube's something happens and it's gone for some reason. You know, I mean, you just never know. That is yeah. true. That is true. That's that why is, I wanted to start streaming true. more on Twitch again too, because I mean, you gotta get multiple platforms. Yeah, yeah, like, gotta man. get a bathtub. Gotta get a bathtub. <laughs> gotta get a bathtub? What, what, you, you talking about me? Yeah, bro. Like, you gotta stay up. You know this. You need to stay on top of the trends. Bathtub <laughs> streams are the tre is the trend right now. Like, <laughs> I, I, I imagine. What, what do you What do you think? What would you do? 
on Twitch? Not a bathtub? <laughs> no, not on Twitch. I mean, like, oh. if for some reason you had to stop doing this as your job. Oh, well, before uh, my YouTube got going, I actually, like, applied for, like, a bunch of marketing jobs. That's always kind of been my thing. I've always been big on social media. I always, you know, just the latest trends, TikTok, all that stuff. I've always been on that. And I actually got, like, a bunch of good interviews. I made it to, like, the final interview to where it was, like, me or two or three other guys. And I lost every fucking time pissed me oh, off really yeah every every Wait, time but- i was a fine i was a final i was a finalist and i would i would lose um yeah there's actually one company i actually mapped out a powerpoint on like how to be successful on youtube and it's before my new channel got going i've had like five channels bro so it's before my new channel got going and um you know i gave it to them i gave them free game and you know they never hit me back and their their channel went south and uh, my channel took off, so it was kind of I was kind of fortunate, but but they had some great benefits though. I can't even lie; they were like one of those like health companies. I was like, man, this would be great, like you know, free gym, you know, get on but my. This was before you were like making decent money on YouTube, or well, I was making decent money a few times on YouTube, but it was like all with like different channels. So this was like in between my last break and before I started this new channel. So did I, y'all? Y'all both went to college? Yeah, yeah, I graduated with a with a with a bachelor's. So, yeah, and I and then I was in um physical therapy school while Mike while Mike was in dental school. We used to actually talk a lot about like returning and uh what the move would be. We did like video game mods for a little bit. That was an interesting era. Uh, so y'all had made money from the website and then like um stopped, like stopped uploading and stuff. Like how much? Like if y'all don't mind me asking, how much money are we talking to where you weren't really like thinking much of it, or or you just thought like I need to be a dentist or I need to be a physical therapist? For me, I was making like at my peak at the time, I was making like two thousand a month, but I was also spending. I was doing um, Madden content, so I would spend money on their. But what 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 year is this? What year is this? Because I'm trying to like this is 2016. Okay, and y'all are both in in like graduate school. Work at that time. Um, at that time. Yeah. Oh, at that time. Um, I started a little after that. After I uh, stopped, so I started in like 2018, 2019. So, so that's when I started. So how long have school. y'all been doing this to where that's all you do? Uh, like where it's like our full time job. Three yeah. years, two years. Two okay, years. so um, it's about the same for me. Years. Yes. Okay, yeah. so it's about the same for me. Okay, interesting. It's interesting to see the money progress, right? Like. I don't know if your channel did this, but the YouTube algorithm is so weird. We, I, I don't know. I feel like the algos changed a lot since then. Oh, it changes yeah all the time, bro. It, yeah, when I first really started uh, getting going on this channel, I had a bunch of content up, and like one video took off, one video took off, and then it was like popcorn. Then like a bunch of my other old, uh, um, random old videos started taking off. It was like, you know this random video would take off then like three days later like this random video would take off then five days later another random video would pick up and i was like what the heck is going on i mean i'm not mad but um it was yeah. just weird and, to and see. at that point how how many how long had you been doing it how many videos i just ask i'm just asking so like because i think a lot of people they don't really understand like i don't know like how it feels when you like you first like all of a sudden ten thousand or five thousand whatever people subscribe in one day and you have you know a couple hundred thousand views on a video you made and you're like damn like i never i never thought this was even possible you know what i mean at least that's how i felt yeah. like i can't believe this is happening 
yeah it, it was surreal because like back in the day like to me like and I, I still feel this way. I'm still grateful for, you know, every single view I get. But like, you know, like a thousand views would be a lot. Five thousand views would be a lot. And just to be like where you are right now. And, and you know, this isn't trying to like shade anybody, like especially like, you know, 10 views, 50 views. Like it's all a lot. But like those were like unreal numbers to me back then. And like to be able to see like the progress and to like, you know, like where we all are today. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, you know, I, I legit can say I never thought that I would be in this position that I'm in right now. And, you know, I'm incredibly grateful for that. But how did how did y'all feel, though? Like when the, when those first like that first video popped off, those subscribers started like to where you're refreshing the shit and like you were gaining subscribers like every time you refresh it. It's almost like because at least for me, there was years and years and years of making other types of videos that like never yeah. popped off at all, bro. Like I'd share them with my friends. I'd share them with my family. Yeah, I, I'd show whoever the video and. And a thousand views, you're right, would be like, holy shit, like, I I'm going to be famous or whatever. I mean, keep in mind, this <laughs> yeah. is back in like 2012, 2013. Um, but man, I just feel, I remember like when that first video popped off and I'm gaining all these like subscribers and like views, it's like, holy crap. And I wasn't even making money. I wasn't even worried about money. Like I wasn't making any money from the videos. There was no ads yet. Yeah, me I, uh, I, I remember like when I came back, like, so I graduated and uh from undergrad in 2016 2017 i made a little push and then i gave up and went to dental school in 2018 is when i came back and i tried video game modding uh, uh videos and i remember one of my videos like in comparison to the other ones that were getting like 800 to a thousand on a 100k subscriber channel one of them popped off to like 20k and i was so happy you know i was really oh so you already had gone to 100k yeah, with my uh, Madden content, I was like really big in the community. I was collabing with like Cash Nasty. Oh, uh, wow. So that's high. when you were making like a couple thousand bucks. Yeah, a month. that Interesting. was like if you remember, like this was before YouTube was algorithmic, right? This was before like this is when your relevance dependent upon was dependent upon your ability to hit up people and say, let's collab. And if they like collab with you, you may gain 4000 or 5000 subscribers that day. Now it's not like that anymore. Now it's like now it's like for like you and I collabed, right? Um, when do you remember like the day we collabed, how many like extra subscribers you may have gotten? Yeah, my it, it was probably like double what I would normally get, maybe. Yeah, so like yeah, if I would like normally not, get a thousand, it was two thousand or twenty five hundred, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's not like that gigantic anymore. Um, like now, whenever you go to collab with people, it's more like, yo, I feel like if we we can make like a piece of like great art together, if you want to collab together. Um, but I agree with that one hundred percent because it used to be like. Oh, like he got on camera with him and then all of a sudden, boom, like he gets 100,000 more subscribers or even more like people would share audiences like crazy. But now I think like a lot of the people who are going to like know who I am are going to know who like get like Koopa is. They're going to know who the flight Mike is like because they just watch YouTube. Just like there's so many people watching YouTube. Yeah. So what's the most shocked you've been about somebody that watches your content like have you had anybody watch your content that you're like oh snap like i'm a fan of you like i mess for with me you. for I me mess or with for your Mike. content yeah yeah for you uh the first one that was crazy was there's this um there's a ufc fighter named curtis blades he hit me up like pretty early on and he watches my videos so that was cool 
but more recently like um adam 22 from no jumper will like have messages and um and there's this guy wayno from i, I don't know how many of you if y'all watched everyday struggle with uh dj academics on complex yeah so like when wayno came in i was like still watching that shit every day and i was like i really fuck with wayno or whatever and then he hit me up like oh you're one of my favorite youtubers or whatever, whatever. so like that was pretty cool for me Dude, Axe had like a crazy resurgence this year. Like, like dude, dude's like Tom Brady. Like, he, like it's crazy. Like, he cried. He he was like comeback uh, influencer of the year this year. Like, who? Tom Brady? Uh, no, no, no. Academics. Oh, like, academics, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. He's going crazy. Like, like saying, like calling Britney Redder a side chick to his face. The shit that happened on the Fresh and Fit podcast. Like. <laughs> like oh my god bro like i watch uh, i don't want i don't want to insult another podcast like i i watch a lot of um spencer cornelia videos like roasting uh that podcast and like how like what is that guy's name um not myron but the other one like the one that had yeah Wal um walter the one that had like uh a clear gold digger girlfriend on his podcast and didn't like oh yeah it. i saw that <laughs> yeah man that's been bro a whole like other thing the fresh and fit drama i i don't understand how they i don't understand like what keeps people watching when someone gets exposed that badly like if you're if their entire podcast is like about like being an expert in dating and it's, it's just dating right is it dating and something else it's it's dating and like their idea of how to present yourself as a man and like, as a high value, high value so it, it's funny that like back in the day like 10 years ago like simple pickup and you know those random oh, approach yeah. videos used to be going crazy and now you know the, that that stuff's kind of dead it's all about you know being the alpha male and you know 100 yeah like that's that's the that new content simple is pickup booming content. That stuff is going crazy. And to see like some of these videos and they're like, oh, well, guys, these guys aren't red really pill, like this. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> red, red pill. You got to be red pill, bro. All women are trying to use you for your money. Wait, man. Was like... it, wasn't dude, wasn't Kevin Samuels like talking with Brittany Renner or something? Like, wasn't that wasn't that? A thing? Yeah, I've seen that, too. It's such a it's such a funny niche. And like, I'll tell you, I think you can I kill got. It. Uh, me yeah I, I wouldn't i wouldn't preach it though like i i don't know but i know you I, wouldn't, like, I, but hypothetically i think if you wanted to body that. could have a red but. pill channel shit <laughs> i remember oh, like funny. look you, like if uh, i'm lucky to have experienced some like genuine loving relationships like uh in my life whether it was like romantic or just with my uh, like homie to homie so i don't view the world as people are trying to get me and use me and i'm all on my own i kind of like say all right there are people like that but <laughs> it's not necessary you just have to look for the people that aren't like that so it's just really funny just it's a very interesting uh very interesting niche um and uh i probably would never be able to preach that type of stuff i i i believed in it for like maybe like two to three weeks and i was very fucking depressed it's a it's a very depressing way to uh to view life in my yeah, opinion it's, i guess it's, i'm i guess i'm blue pill if that in that case but. It's, it's it's it's, <laughs> like, it's it's definitely not it it's it's definitely not how you want to go about things for sure
I'm in, I'm happy in the Matrix, bro. It's pretty sick in here. You know, just give me my steak. You know that. You know the guy in the uh, like in the first Matrix. It's like, all right, if like if this state, like if you put me in the Matrix and make me a rich man in the Matrix, and I'm happy, then I'm good. That's who I am. Like, well, and in their in their content, there's no room for like nuance. Like like people are just like this is the way they are. So like every woman's gonna be like this. If if you're a man and you have these qualities. This is how women are 100% going to react, you know. So it's it's almost like um I don't know, man. It's just such it's such bullshit content, you know. When recently they were trying to the I don't know if y'all saw that. They were like trying to get 30 channels taken down. No, I didn't. For what? Yeah, so they like filed co false copyright strikes against all these people including myself. So like Yeah, they What? Yeah, you didn't hear This has been like big big time drama from wait the fresh and fit podcast oh yeah man i can't believe you haven't heard about this yeah yeah i made a video about it on last saturday but but like they tried to get uh abba and preach strike down uh spencer cornelia a couple other people too so yeah it was a pretty big deal but it, but it was all like false um copyright takedown I just got any, I got, I got three emails one morning and it was like, it was like, um, three takedown requests that would happen in seven days and they would all be strikes, bro. I'm glad you were able to win that because YouTube isn't always the most logical when it comes to these takedowns and these No, disputes. no. Yeah. Once some bigger YouTubers got hit, that's when it kind of like started to, um, go away. Cause I was going to, I was like, fuck, I guess I'm just going to delete these videos. Yeah, like those strikes are nothing to play with. I know Mike had a few strikes, uh, strike scares himself, and he was like on edge when he got his strikes. Dude, I've had strikes like in the very early on. I had a couple strikes like that I thought were bullshit. But you know, when you when you first start, you don't really know what to do, and you're just like, "Fuck!" Like I'm scared. But um, now I feel like now I'm like not not as scared of that shit, to be honest with you, as as I was back then. But yeah, you're right. It's it's nothing to play with. Definitely not. I straight up had. I remember it was like February of 2020 where I got two copyright strikes Damn. and they were going for the third. Tough, it dude. was Swish <laughs> they were going for and the <laughs> They were trying they to retire the, the size. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they went for the third and uh, it got rejected. And like, if they would have gotten, dude, if they would have gotten that third dude, like you been there good, wouldn't though. even be a, no, you no there good. wouldn't no, even be there you wasn't a come, microphone at the time but i would i told you I, I had you i told you that <laughs> yeah you did tell me you had me you and i was doing really well at that time so you would have you would have bounced back but you were skating on new. two strikes but still yeah it's a crazy situation yeah. bro for, for, for was, three months for three there were like two strikes that were like within a week of each other Damn, and you were still posting i was still posting like Damn, they said you need, to, you need to private your whole channel and i'm like yeah i've I'm seen just keep, I'm, i guess that's I, what people recommend you go fucking and i'm i'm like i'm gonna keep posting and uh if i get caught then i'll just make a new channel i was like really like i had and coop had my back and i was also really confident saying uh in myself saying like if i get taken down like there's this one youtube video where you guys know ludwig it's uh, like yeah. this one so he made a video saying like is youtube like all luck or is it all oh uh, yeah yeah and like and like he proved it was all skill. It's like you you have to have a mind and do a specific thing. And he created a brand new channel and got it to a, th uh, a video to a thousand views without like any subscribers whatsoever. 
So, you know, hopefully it never happens because it's just uncomfortable. It's really hard starting something new, but uh, I got really lucky in that instance as well. Yeah, um, I feel like especially now it's hard to start um, new things like uh, I don't know, like if like if you're trying to get followers on like Twitter or IG now, it's way harder than back when the platforms first came out because everybody's like trying to jump to, you know, the new stuff. And uh, mm -hmm. I think even now, like you said, like with collabs not doing as well, I think, you know, trying to get people to different channels is harder than it used to be, too. So, you know, yeah, uh, thankfully you never got taken down, Mike. You know, I'd, I'd have missed you, man. <laughs> oh, man, that would have been Mike's worst day, bro. Yeah, straight up, it would have been my worst day. Uh, Coop, how do you feel about Steph Curry breaking the three point record at Madison Square Garden? I know you're a huge Knicks fan, bro. I am. Um, yeah. So with Stephen Curry, uh, you know, I'm playing him in fantasy this week. So uh, fortunately, he didn't go crazy. A lot of people actually feel like the pressure that's been on him to break this record has been affecting his play. I'm not so sure about that. Uh, you know, I understand that, you know, when you're stuffed, all eyes are pretty much always on you. But I think, you know, sometimes you just go through not necessarily a slump, but colder periods as a player, especially when you consider how hot this guy has been over just the entire course of his career. Now, I do feel bad for Knicks fans because things aren't going great in New York right now. And, uh... I mean, the Knicks are 12 and 15. You know, I had them in the playoffs. Uh, I thought this would be a great season for them. I thought we'd see the homecoming of Kimba. We did see the homecoming of Kimba, but I thought it'd go a little better than it has. Um, I'm, 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 you know, I, I feel for New York fans. How you feel about this? Dude, I don't like... I don't understand the whole narrative of, oh, he's going to really like Curry is going to break the record at Madison Square Garden to really stick it to the New York Knicks for not drafting him. Because I remember that draft really well. I remember when Curry was drafted and I remember the moment he was drafted, like Knicks fans were really sad. Like they really wanted Curry and the Knicks really wanted Curry as well. So I don't think there was anything else they could have done because if you saw who they took after Curry, that it was Jordan Hill and they traded him in the middle of the season. They didn't really like him. I also kind of lament the fact that we never got to see Steph Curry and Mike D'Antoni like together. That would, I feel like that would have been really entertaining you know, for New York. Um, Wait, so do y'all think Steph Curry has the same career if he gets drafted by the Knicks? No, I mean no, not the championships, not. but but at least the shooting. I think shooting wise, yeah. But I think the public uh, perception of him changes a ton. I think it's just unfortunate how bought in people are on rings. I get it because it can be an easy tool to try to separate. And you know, when you arguing, you gonna bring up whatever. But I I I think rings are great, but they're not the the end game for me. You know. I like to judge players on just how they play and what they've been able to accomplish, whether that be with a good team, a bad team, you know, all that stuff I try to factor in. I uh, think that I, I don't think people understand how remarkable what Golden State did was because you draft Steph Curry. All right. Luck. You decide uh, like for sure. Luck. You hit on Klay Thompson. 
also luck. You draft Draymond Green, also luck. Mark Jackson isn't the right coach for them. You fire them for Steve Kerr. Like, I'm not saying it was all luck. I was about to say, that's a lot of luck, man. (laughs) No, I'm saying, no, I'm saying like, there's an element of luck to building the right team in the sense that like Clay Thompson falling all the way to the Warriors, him actually panning out as a player, him and Steph Curry panning out together, them hiring the right coach for the situation, the coach looking at Draymond Green and saying, oh, we should play small and getting all those players that just play really well together on one team. There's an element. It's just I, I guess luck isn't the right word. I'm just saying what I was trying to say is it's very difficult to replicate this, um, the environment that made Steph Curry a champion, you know, and I'm not saying that couldn't have happened in New York because you don't know. Maybe go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that uh, Steph gets a ring regardless of where he goes. Um, I don't know how many he gets, but I definitely think he gets one. And I will say this. I think when you have Steph Curry on your team, we're talking about arguably the greatest point guard to ever play. I think that he doesn't get... Uh, this is just... It just sounds like a bad take in my head, but I'm just going to say it. I think he doesn't get enough respect and enough credit for what the Golden State Warriors have built. Easily without Stephen Curry, the Golden State Warriors are they oh, not yeah, the Warriors as we know it. That So what type of what type of players do you think Steph really needs to be around to compete for a championship with anybody? Rebounders, defenders, and shooters. Um, you know, I think I think you could put Steph on the floor with just about any team in the NBA and they are uh, they are in the playoffs. I think Steph is that type of player. And honestly, there's a small argument to be made that 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 Kerr at this very moment is not utilizing Steph in the best ways possible. It's just that Steph is just oh, he's freaking Steph. Like it's hard to go wrong with him, you know. Yeah, so, I feel I feel like if the Knicks drafted him, you would get pretty much what James Harden's career has been, mainly because Mike D- Mike D- Mike D'Antoni's um. At the time, the coach, like his introductory coach would have been Dan Tony. I don't know. Um, I don't know if the Knicks would still have traded for Carmelo Anthony two years later. That's something else that would have changed the landscape of the NBA. Um, and uh, you'll just have in my and Steph isn't really necessarily the greatest defender. I think he's just in a system that masks the fact that he's not the most remarkable defender. And I feel like that's what the coaching brings in and the chemistry with Draymond and uh, Clay Thompson brings in. Um, I feel like he'd just be a tremendous scorer and the dysfunction of the Knicks and the fact that D'Antoni doesn't typically play any uh, defense would have sabotaged his career a little bit. So so to y'all, is Steph Curry like the Warriors' Tim Duncan? Like, without Steph Curry, no championships, no dynasty, you know, he's like the glue of of, of the team, I guess. Yo, he's Where, like, like the super glue. He's like, yo, what, what they got yeah. above glue? Like, he he's crazy, bro. And Mike, on what you said about Harden, bro, to this day, I still think Harden should have a ring, man. Uh, I, I think he should have beaten one of those Warriors teams. I think that, you know, they got robbed a little bit. I think there was a little bias reffing going on and i think that you know the circumstances for them to lose were unbelievable no chris paul injury we look at harden's career a lot differently right now and you know you can even 
Uh, this is why I don't like playing the what if game though, because you you could you could even say that with like we could we could Corzemba is, is sick right now, so yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you could we could. Let's let's have a whole podcast of what ifs now that Corzemba is in here. Yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we miss you, Mike. Uh, but with like, yeah, hope you feel better, bro. With with uh with even this past season, you could say that if Giannis doesn't step under Kyrie, Harden gets a ring with Kevin Durant. So, uh, you know, there's always a lot of what ifs to go around, though. But I think Harden has had a great career. But you, you I, I guess you're kind of right in that aspect. Maybe that is what happens. You know, it's impossible to know. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know, I don't know, you know, the way I always look at careers is no matter what you're given, you're going to look at what you don't have. I forgot what the fallacy was called. It's, uh, it's like a psychological fallacy where like, um, you're, if, for example, you remember when I said 20,000 views on this one video that, um, like I got when I was first starting out my career made me really happy. Well, now if I get 20,000 views on the video, I'll be fucking miserable. Like uh, I'll, I'll literally like curl up in a fetal position and start thinking that my career is over. I'll start hitting up Jamari in the DM saying, yo, what do I do? I'll tell, I'll start texting Coop. You two are like my go-to guys for like YouTube therapy. Panicking. So like, yeah. Yeah. I'll start panicking. Like I'll text my girls like, yeah, would you be okay if we're homeless? Like, God, like Mike, it, I know it, Mike like, be going like I, I would, or whatever yeah yeah i would so it's kind of funny because like as your career progresses like for for us That's we look at james true. harden and like russell very westbrook true. and we're like these guys got a bag these guys have been to multiple all-stars james harden and, and russell westbrook are definite hall of famers no matter what happens championship or not but in their head they're probably like we need to win a championship i need to win a championship kevin durant has done some really weird stuff just to win a championship too so and even yeah. after you won a championship so what, so what are you happy. trying to say like you think steph curry is still like oh i need a finals mvp possibly just because people like i've seen that's like his main criticism right that in the playoffs i think it's such a dumb criticism you know to be honest. he, he kind of shrinks compared to i mean his insane production during the regular season uh, i think it's such a stupid criticism like i like Whenever I, whenever I like think of Kobe Bryant's achievements, I don't really think, oh, how many finals MVPs does this guy have? I don't even think, oh, he only has one MVP. You know, so, I think of so what you, he meant to the game. Let me ask you all this. You think um, Steph Curry impacted the game overall more than Kobe Bryant? Yes. Just because all the kids are out there shooting threes and everything now? Yeah, playing yes. basketball at a gym now is terrible. Oh yeah, yeah, I bet. I mean, yeah. I've gone to my little cousin's like competitive AAU basketball games, and it's like, dude, every kid can shoot from freaking way past the three point. Yeah, you, even if they can't shoot, bro, you go to and gym. they do. They do. Come on, <laughs> they, they they launching them. <laughs> it's terrible. Nobody's playing no defense. They just walk up court and launch it, man. So you think I people think underestimate? Like, I mean, I know like for basketball people, they understand his impact, but like, I don't think that people necessarily see Steph like a lebron or like a michael jordan or even a kobe like a like a more casual person like they might know who he is but i don't think they understand like his level of dominance yeah i think i think you're actually like right in that regard and i've seen some people some warriors fans say that if steph curry was three four feet taller you know we'd be in discussions for calling him the greatest player to ever play and i'm like oh, well you know i i don't know if that's a lie like yeah i see that 
I mean, I could see the argument, definitely. I uh, I don't want to be bold, but I think uh, I think Steph Curry and Michael Jordan impacted the game significantly more than Kobe Bryant did. But I think Kobe Bryant's impact outside of basketball was significantly greater. Like Kobe Bryant had significantly more influence, mainly because of work ethic, hard work, and what he represented. But Michael Jordan took a fairly like. I, uh, how do I say this? A fairly like not popular sport. Like bear in mind, the finals were being uh, played on tape delay before Michael Jordan really came uh, came around, and he made it popular. He made like the NBA a global brand. Steph Curry um, changed the way basketball was played, um, made it a little bit faster. More people are trying to replicate that Warriors formula. Kobe Bryant kind of just copied what michael jordan did to a t and was just ruthlessly like obsessed with his craft which i respect and love like favorite player of all time but i think in terms of impact that's how they vary i would love to see kobe in this era and you know i love kobe and everything he brought to the game but man he would have been a different beast with the game being played like the way it is now and he, i mean he was a different beast don't get me wrong but he'd be even better than he was and i would especially love to see kobe bryant you know like i said in this era with the three-point revolution it would be interesting to see that you know if he was brought up with this generation of stars is he does he still go to that old school fade away i'm gonna give you a bucket type game or is he, you know, like, stepping it? Is he coming out from deep? Is he James Harden in it? Stepping back every other play, trying to give you a three in the eye. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, um, I'll always hate Mike D'Antoni for playing him 48 minutes a game and having him tear his Achilles as a result of that. But you're fine with Vogel giving LeBron all these minutes <laughs> at 37, and he's among the league leaders for most minutes played ever. I don't really have a response to that. Yeah, I'm like, fine no, no rebuttal. <laughs> no, no rebuttal whatsoever. I am 100% okay with that. That's well, yeah, I, I think LeBron gets, gets, I mean, stupid amounts of hate for who he is and, and how he's presenting himself, like, off the court. Like, man, I mean, racist people fucking hate LeBron, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, goddamn. Goodness gracious, man. Um, they got to get LeBron some I, less minutes. Y'all got to start resting Bron more, man. I know he's been, like, you know, out, but, like, yo, start playing this game. Get this guy's minutes down. Like, this is a, this is getting a little ridiculous here. So, um, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so where do you see the Lakers finishing then at the end of the year? I mean, just based on this early season. Probably, like, probably like sixth place based off of where we're what we're doing so far. I mean, you see them winning a ring with Russell Westbrook? Or you think that's like, like, you think Russell Westbrook is just like immune to winning championships? That's that's how I feel. Like every time I watch him play, I'm always like amazed, but I'm also like, what the, what the F are you doing? It's, I feel like if he was to win a championship, it would be coming off of the bench as a sixth man. Cause like, and that's not to say he's not talented. It's like you look at Russell Westbrook and he's very ball dominant. He needs the offense to flow through him. Um, he, so it's either something like that or they would need to do something very similar to what Dan Tony did in Houston with Chris Paul and James Harden, where they run ISOs for Russ and then pick and rolls for Braun or like a combination of the two. 
Russell Westbrook is one of those players where I like rooting for him, and I especially like rooting for him in his prime, but this Russell Westbrook right now, he's one of those guys that I like to watch, but I don't, I don't want him on my team, and I love Russ. Yeah. yeah. I feel you, dude. That, that 100% makes sense. I mean, I've, I've watched a lot of Russell Westbrook playoff games, and, like, man, when he was still with KD, I'd be watching, like, why the fuck are you still, like, handling and shooting the ball? Like, KD is right there. He's hot. But that like that's just who he is like you're gonna live by him and die by him i feel like yeah and that's why i'm a little surprised that uh the lakers went out and got russell westbrook because i just it was it's hard for me to imagine the alphaness of westbrook and the alphaness of lebron being able to coexist and alpha is definitely not the right word but these are two guys that you know they got that mentality to where they want to be the best player on the floor and they want to you know be the guy making that play so i mean yeah I, I, I was shocked when the lakers went out and got russ i remember that day really well we were talking to each other a lot that day it was there was all i, I was like Ugh, i gotta record this but what the fuck is going on like um so i wanted to ask you guys um going back to like more uh youtuber um drama type stuff going on uh, Jamari, I saw like a couple of your videos on Danny Duncan, like yeah. even like from the very beginning in regards to uh, what's going on. And Coop, if you if you haven't been keeping track, pretty much, do you know who Danny Duncan is? So he's pretty much one of the members of his entourage that he makes videos with came out and like made a video accusing him of uh just treating him horribly, physically abusing him, taking a knife to his neck. Um, I know some I know some dickhead that prematurely made a video on him saying that this is how he ruined his career in like 30 seconds. <laughs> and then um, literally after that, like five, uh, like um, jokes aside, you did wait like five or six days. So like, <laughs> there's nothing else you really could do. There's been moments where I where I've done the same. It's really annoying when that happens. Um, yeah, then, but like, you'll you'll put a video like if Mike makes that mistake within 30 minutes of the new news, Mike will have that other video out. I noticed that. <laughs> I'll be, yeah, I'll be like, I was wrong, and they're like, you shouldn't have reported. I'm like, what do you want me to do? Like, this is what the source said. Like, I don't have a contact with these players. I just bring you guys the news. Like, yeah, yeah, and I guess I was um, fairly unbiased in my video, so that I mean, that was probably my fault. I but, think you just made a video. I think you just made a video. I mean, I just made a video based on the information I had. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah, so so yeah, that's that was the first situation, and now there's several girls coming out saying that he was um talking to them when he was you know obviously like 25 26 years old and they were still minors um which i always think like i've seen they, there's no hard evidence i've i just see like maybe he snapchat them or he add them on snapchat and to me like i get like i get it like why like be cool with your fans but like anyone underage bro i wouldn't even be don't even give them a chance to like frame you for some dumb shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, how do you make? I don't get how you make that type of mistake. Like, I'm sure that y'all 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 have some people hit you up that are like, not not even on any weird shit, but just like you can tell they're kids, so like you don't want to be conversing back and forth with them a lot. I mean, you might say, "Oh, thanks," you know, for checking my videos out or whatever, but 
I don't know. I always think it's weird, like, when people want to have such close relationships with their fans. Like, I I just think it's a recipe for disaster. So, I saw, um, it's just, like, the timing of this is very interesting, because he responded to the guy that accused him of, uh, like, abusing him, and pretty much blew him out of the water, apparently. It's he said, she said, but he provided hard evidence that the guy said, I'm going to start, like, dramas with um, other YouTubers and try to cloud up that way. And then conveniently you see this information. I didn't see the 14 year old girl. Um, like I didn't see that video yet. So I'm gonna go based off of what you say for that. But in regards to the 17 year old girl accusing him, that was insanity because you pretty much have this girl that meets Danny Duncan and they, I guess like, connected and then he finds out that she's 17 and then immediately like he kind of backpedals like he adds her on snapchat and then sends her a snapchat saying hit me up like just uh just a text saying hit me up when you're 18 and uh yeah i i do think like you shouldn't have close relationships obviously with your underage subscribers but it just seemed like this girl was like really out to get him you know, like really, really out to get him. You mean and like she wanted to be with him or she was trying like create the situation to where she could get him in trouble? Create uh, the second one, create a situation where she could get him in trouble. Because it's not like, I guess I'm uh, a little desensitized because like an EDP situation, like that was. <laughs> yeah, that's that like, was that's the level where I'm it, like, I understand why he was deplatformed. Yeah, like. But in Danny Duncan's situation, he was like, okay, like, look, like, I can't, you know, if this is something, this is something we could discuss at a later date, like when you turn 18, but for now I can't. Okay. And it seemed like this girl was like trying to go out of her way to screw Danny over. I don't really know the motivation because it didn't seem like, I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. He didn't seem to be like that predatory in my opinion no yeah there's no evidence against him being like oh send me naked pictures or like you know just saying some crazy shit all the evidence is very very loose and it's just like screenshots that they had had a conversation before that he had sent photos via instagram or via snapchat or whatever it may be but it, there's no like no type of concrete evidence of him like asking for a picture or like saying anything even remotely inappropriate right um, at least as far as I'm aware, I didn't see the one with the 14 year old accusing him, but in the 17 year old, um, case, no, I didn't see anything like that either. Well, so the most just... suspect thing he said is like, oh, you're going to put me in jail. I, th I think that's the worst screenshot yeah. out of all of them. Did you see that? Yeah. That, I guess that's like him in a creepy way, implying that he is interested I guess I don't know. I need more context, yeah, bro, know. because I'm not yeah, gonna I'm not too, gonna make yeah. the same mistake I made last time. And his fans are his fans are cult following. I mean, yeah. his fans are aggressive, um, bro. Yeah, um, I think uh, I I think he's gonna make it out of this mainly because yeah. he seems to be 100%. very intelligent in regards to like covering his ass. You know, 100%. like so he like it seems like he puts his business in front of everywhere everything else like the moment what was that guy's name was it aiden or I aaron his name 
Aaron, the moment Aaron like threatened him, uh, like the moment Aaron said, like he's being shugnighted um, and taken advantage of, he went to Aaron. He's like, I can't have this. Like, we can't record anymore. I'm sorry. Goodbye. Yeah, I just like, I don't know about that audio recording either, man. Like, I get that everyone's going to jump on his side now, but I'm like, it seemed like they were kind of guiding him into like saying those things in a way like I, now that i've now i'm a couple more days removed from the situation and like i'm looking at it more objectively i've kind of like i don't know if coop's seen that or heard that audio clip yeah so like so like what happened was that guy was like saying he was being abused i guess i don't know it's, it's a very confusing situation like mike said it's a lot of he said she said and danny has this recording where like the guy admits to that he's gonna start like starting drama to like pop off on youtube but and they're like, what do you mean by drama? And I don't know. It, I didn't know you could record someone like that either. Without their knowledge. That's the other thing. I don't know. They're, they're, I'm very conflicted on the situation. It's and that's and that's why, like that's, Mike said, I haven't yeah, made a video about it. That's happened in a few dramas. That recording stuff, like people recording uh, conversations without people knowing. Yeah, I've been around YouTube uh, enough to know. Like, that definitely happens. And damn. Damn near every drama I've seen. <laughs> this is crazy. Oh really? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Every drama I've seen so far, but I I haven't I haven't been like immersed in that many dramas recently. So. But like, here's the thing. Like, and a good example of this was your first video on Danny Duncan, right? And I, I'm sure you did this without even knowing. But whenever some information comes out about a specific person being a bad person, the masses just want to believe that hey. This successful guy, this guy with a ton of followers is a piece of shit. You know, that's just how it is. People want to believe that. So in Danny Duncan's uh, like in Danny Duncan's uh, defense, what else is he supposed to do? He needs to do make these recordings. He needs to make sure that he provides evidence that, hey, this is my side of the story. Yeah, I'm not no, I get I get being. him responding. I guess what I'm trying to say is what provoked him to even do that recording? Like he must have known something was coming if he was already like meeting with him and like recording it secretly like because because there's a difference between like obviously if i'm going somewhere and i know they're recording me i'm not gonna like say anything fucked up so like it's kind of, he has like an unfair advantage in the situation to me now if if some outside party was recording their conversation that got leaked that's different but like if you know someone's recording and you're trying to like get certain answers out of someone to paint them a certain way just in case this specific situation happens, you know, that's different. Like, to me, I think maybe that guy maybe started telling someone else who's still in Danny's circle, like, hey, I'm going to drop this exposed video. Like, fuck Danny. You know, he's a piece of shit or whatever it may be. And so that guy was probably, like, snitched. And then, you know, they got some backup audio. I mean, this guy, is the, this guy has, like, a $100 million empire here with the clothing. Typically, like, yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. You just put virginity rocks on a shirt and like, I know, bam, dude, crushing I know. it. Like, yeah, that's virginity rocks is him. Like, um, oh, he didn't know that. I, yeah, uh, bro. I had there's no a idea. bunch of people that do shit like that, bro. Like, just like two words and like, yeah, millionaire or like, yeah, some, yeah, like some allergic three. to casuals. Yeah, some people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Bro, are you serious? I didn't know it was booming like that. These oh, he yeah. I bet he's worth at least sixty mil, at least, and his company's worth more. Yeah, um, these are like the shirts you see at like kiosks and malls. Yeah, that's crazy. 
Yeah, he took it everywhere. I've seen that. I'm pretty sure they sold it like Hot Topic and whatnot. I, uh, it, yeah, he's he's absolutely crushing it. The one unfortunate thing I've noticed about a lot of YouTubers that make the type of content that Danny Duncan does is like, and I've experienced this firsthand, unfortunately, is they do tend to manipulate their audiences. And, you know, uh, going back going back to one particular drama that I covered in regards to a specific uh, basketball related YouTube group there uh, a year ago. Um, it's just uh, they're like the, one of the guys like just seemed to like straight up look into the camera, act like acted like he was frantically worried about his friend, you know, like very like sociopathic type of stuff. So I could at the same time, although there's no evidence of this, I could see Danny going into a situation saying, OK, my empire's on the line. You know, let me get this guy saying some stuff so I could have something on him. That way I could make sure that I cover my ass in the event that he does want to call me out for putting a knife to his neck. But I think currently where they're standing is uh, Aaron claimed that there was an abusive contract and uh, Jadeon said, yo, release the contract and they never released the contract. Am I right? Yes. Well, and at what point do you think like, do you think you reach a certain level, like especially when you're doing that type of content where it's all based on like you to where it's like you have a bit of an identity crisis because you don't it's hard to separate like the old you and like this new person you've you know persona you've created online because you know even like in our videos like i'm sure you're not even though our videos are mainly informational like i'm sure you're still not 100 percent like who you feel like you are in real life like as you pre as you present yourself online you know what i mean so i, I can't imagine yeah. having that type of brand where it's like everything is like about me you know, the merch has my face on it. Everyone has these uh, preconceived connotations about who I am and how I am. And I just think maybe at some point, like these people like lose, lose like who they really were at the beginning of, of everything. And they just start making bad choices. They could like hurt their business. It's so funny. Cause like, I literally said the other day to, um, I think it was like to one of my siblings, I'm like, I feel like I'm losing my personality and like who I really am. And they're like, why? I'm like, because I wake up, I make YouTube videos, you know, then I go to the gym, then I eat, then I come back home and I sleep, you know? And like, that's how it is. That's how it is every single day. And then like maybe once every two or three weeks, I'll like see other people. But and for the most part, that's when you do that enough, you're kind of like, okay, how do I, behave in front of how do i interact with other people you know you kind of like uh lose your sense of self a little bit so yeah well you're not really a normal person anymore you know what i mean you're not you're not like within the like the matrix or whatever anymore you're more like i don't know you're just on your own red pill red, <laughs> pill red pill red <laughs> pill men go in their it's own like way <laughs> yeah it's like you're not gonna play me bro you're not gonna play me i'm a yeah. high value man but like, <laughs> no but i 100 percent feel you bro i 100 percent feel you on that like what what is y'all's day-to-day like like coop what do you what do you so you know i'm incredibly grateful for being able to do youtube full-time but that is one thing that i do not like is that like it's, it's just the social aspect like you know um you know like mike is like a co-worker to me like you know what i'm saying so like i mean on a day-to-day -day, like I, I don't i don't see that many people you know i uh i wake up pretty much same routine as mike 
Um, you know, I drive to my parents' house because that's where I got everything set up at. And, you know, I had to set up an office at my parents' house. Like, I had to. Or I was going to rent an office or something because I just couldn't stay in my apartment all day. I couldn't work out of that space. Like, if I stay at my apartment all day, even if I do stuff, I feel like I'm accomplishing nothing. And I feel like I'm just seeing the same shit for 24 hours. Like, that shit was, it was brutal to me. And so when I started going back to my parents' house, you know, at least I see my parents and, you know, my brother stays close. And so it just... It just felt like more alive to me. It felt like I was like more alive to to be real with y'all. And so, oh, bro, I, I guess you 100%. You cannot, it's so mentally draining. I mean, I'm sure y'all have both gone through this where you're working in the same place that you're sleeping and eating and doing everything oh, else. Oh, yeah. And, That's, and yeah. it's, bro, it is so toxic. Like, and I did that for like four years. And then, like, I finally got this house and I have my own office here and everything. And it's, God, it's made such a big difference in like just my, I don't know my mental dude. health, man. It's hard uh, working dude. where you where you sleep, bro. That's all I say. Yeah, it's hard, that, and I've tried explaining s- it to people, and they really don't understand because, like, if I just work from home, like doing something else, like on calls all day or whatever, that's not the same thing. Like with this job, it's never over. Like I don't think people don't get you don't relax. Like you don't clock out, you don't relax, you don't. If you're on vacation, you don't feel at ease. You feel like you know, I'm missing out on, on shit yeah, I should be and, doing. And again, you know, we're grateful to be able to do what we do. 100%. We love it. We love yeah, 100%. It. We love it. But, you know, just like anything, it, it comes with this problems. And I've had like, you know, especially with like my girl's family, like they'll be like, oh, you do that? Like, that's easy. Try doing what I do. And, <laughs> you know, like, and, you know, like some people in her family, like, you know, like, like they're 40, 50. And, you know, I grew up my whole life. Like, I was a coder. I did websites. You know, I, I typed, like, 150 words a minute. And so, basically, basically like, she just, like, uh, like she just, like, types. And I was like, oh, I could I could do that. That would be, like, so much less stressful for me. Like, if I could just sit down, relax, and just type and type and type and type. As, as opposed to, like, you know, what I have to do right now, which is, you know, worry about my last video. Worry about how much people like me. And that's part of, like, why comments really get to me. Because, like, you know, I got a daughter on the way. I actually haven't announced that to the podcast yet. But I got a daughter on the way. Damn, so, bro, yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Like, people not liking me. Congratulations, like, bro. Like, yeah, so, like, people not liking me, it's like, okay, well, that hurts my family. Like, I got to figure out ways to fix that. I got to figure out ways to be more presentable. And like Mike said, that's why it can become so easy to lose who you are. Because you're trying to appeal the masses. And at the end of the day, it's impossible to please everybody. And a few of those bad comments going to stand out. So, you know. It, it, I guess it is what it is in, in that sense, but it's, it can definitely like be a lot to deal with. Yeah, it just comes of, with the territory, bro. Like, damn. It's like, I really wish I was, I vlogged when I was in Italy. Like, I was in Italy for a friend's wedding. And I remember every night because, like, um, I forgot, I think it was like, I forgot how much the time difference was, but I think it was like eight hours, nine hours. Um, I remember we would go out at night and I couldn't drink as much because, you know, and I'm so thankful for like my team, but I pretty much had to do a situation where I recorded a video. I got it out to my team. 
and I'm like, all right, guys, we need this back between this and this time. Then I would be out with my friends reviewing the content, you know, then I would have to like, like literally I would like take a step out, you know, um, with my like suit at like these wedding events, looking at the content, like he's sending them back notes, reviewing everything and going back and forth with them. I would have to leave in the middle of the party, go back home, upload it, um, schedule, uh, title it and everything. Cause like 1 AM was like optimal uploading time for, uh, for like the United States. And then I would have to go all the way back to the event. And that was my life for like two weeks, you know? Yeah, um, that's tough. And I don't, dude. But it, see, Mike, I, I you're that type playing. of dude. Like, I feel like Mike, like he cannot stop, bro. Like, like me, if I'm deciding I'm going to take two or three days off, I'm going to take those days off and I'm not going to look at my studio app. I'm not going to let none of that stuff fuck me up. But Mike is like, like he told me he's going on vacation. I was like, okay, good. Like you need, you need a break. Man, Mike uploaded more times than I did on his vacation. You know what I mean? So, Mike, you need to chill, bro. You need to chill sometimes, man. It's, I I know, but, like, at the same time, it's, like, I just love the feeling of knowing that, hey, I'm, like, having my cake and eating it, too. You know, like, I just, I just love. I just love knowing that like the content, like my content's getting out. We're doing good stuff as I'm like out with friends, like enjoying life. Um, It's nice to know that my responsibilities are taken care of. And I think I've. I mean, I feel I do. I feel you, bro. I mean, I understand. I understand completely. But I just think mentally, like sometimes you just you do need a break work for a couple of days. You don't even look at studio or nothing like you just. Yeah there were days like that there there are days like that when um when i went to uh, edc in october it really just depends on the scenario like because i get all of my news coming to my watch literally there's <laughs> days where i wake up because like shams and Woj and like or ian and like adam like send me a bunch of stuff and if not like my brother will come to my room and frantically shake me <laughs> like the other day like he came to, uh, he came to my room and shook me he's like urban meyer's about to get fired and I, like would get up <laughs> i would get up and like i see he like run a shot of espresso like because he's really into it too and well, that's uh, good man that's important yeah that's that's awesome <laughs> yeah. that you have someone like that. um yeah i mean because well, how many people this... in y'all's life like really understand what you, what you're doing even like within your family like i know they could be supportive but like, that's why, like, when I started talking to Mike, I was, like, really happy because I actually had someone who I could talk to. Like, I can talk to my girlfriend about it or whatever, but she doesn't really, like, understand, like, how I feel, like, how you actually feel about it. Like, Mike really, like, got it. Like, he really, you know, I mean, he does the same shit. So, how many people do y'all have that, like, really understand, like, the nitty gritty aspects of what you're doing? Yeah, um, not too many. And, like, at least with like my girlfriend like sometimes she won't understand like yeah technically like i could take that day off but it's going to hurt <laughs> me in the long run and uh, my channel might end up being screwed because of it like you know so um it can be tough it can be tough especially and it it you know i was always one of those guys that wasn't good with uh with like online classes because you know 
I need somebody like kind of telling me what to do. I need like people guiding me sometimes. So like for me to be able to like control all my own stuff and like I have to keep myself in check. It's like it's like a little different of an experience to me. And like I, I have to and you know, at the end of the day, you got to remain strong. You can't just be taking days off consistently and um, taking breaks and, you know, you oh, your girl wants to go do this type stuff. And like, yeah, you can take it off and you can, but you got to focus on staying relevant, keeping your channel up, because that's what's feeding you at the end of the day and for the long term. Yeah, and there's people trying to come for your spot all the time. Oh man. yeah, uh, yeah. It's more sat- YouTube more saturated <laughs> than ever. And yeah, dude. So. It's, it's only getting more competitive. I think it's just important to have like a group of guys to like talk to, like bounce ideas off of, um, and most importantly, people that aren't like complacent and don't aren't just content with where they're at. You know, like even when my channel is like doing really well, and I think really well for me is like when they're both combined for 10 million views, like even then it's like, okay, how do I get to the next tier? How do I become better? Whose content should I study? You know, like, and that's, I think, uh, I think that's probably the most important part. And once you get to a point where, you know, you really love what you're doing and you're really focused on trying to hone your craft and become like one of the best at what you do, then eventually, that'll separate you from the rest but having a good support group i think is really freaking important yeah and uh, also shout out to the people that you know watch us now and you know started watching us early i uh, you know um psychology is so weird because if you see a video with like 100 views and you see that same video with like 100k views like which video are you clicking you're probably clicking the 100k one so you know it uh, I feel like a lot of times, you know, a lot of those early subs don't get the love that they deserve. So just a major shout out to everybody that watches, but uh, especially the guys that help, you know, build channels. Those guys are. Oh, yeah. And they stick people. with you oh, while yeah. you're yeah, like transitioning you. through different content and whatnot. Yeah. yeah Some man. people like gatekeep yeah. too, and they'll get mad if you're like, you become <laughs> too popular and it's like, oh, you changed. It's like, ah, oh, come on, man. You know. Hey, man. Um, we're, cu- we're coming on, uh, I think at the time we're recording this, like we're about at like two hours. Um, I think this is like the longest pod we've ever done, low key. Um, wish Korzemba was here for your- Yeah, that uh, would have been dope, man. man. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely have, we'll definitely need to bring you on a little bit more in the future. Um, Jamari, bro, tell Laced Up where they can find you. Yeah, man, just uh, Jamari on YouTube. TikTok is YouTube Jamari. That's kind of where that's like my secondary platform, I would say, even though I never post on there. Um, Jamari speaks Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, dude. Um, thank you so much for coming on. It, it, it was like a long time coming and we definitely will need to bring you back really soon. Hell yeah, man. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, really appreciate it. Really impressed by the stuff y'all do over here at Laced Up because I know it's not easy to run a, a a podcast that's not in person. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun, though. It's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, bro. This this was a lot of fun. Shit. Hopefully one day we get them all to Texas. But, you know, until then, <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> That'd be crazy. You'll have to invite me to that. Hey, so- <laughs> We're laced up and we're out.